Hello, chicks, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson, and on today's episode, we are going back into the vault. So one of the things that I realized recently is we are almost, we're heading up to 500 podcasts, which is crazy to think that we have over the years created that many podcasts and shared with you guys so many different things around fitness and nutrition and mindset and business and coaching and all the things that I absolutely love. And it's just such a blessing and so grateful to be able to actually be able to talk about this stuff. And, you know, the feedback we get and the questions we get and the comments and how this podcast too has really impacted so many people's lives just from listening to this, not even taking one of our programs or joining one of our certification programs at Fitchix Academy. So I'm just so grateful to be able to share this with you and the world every single week. So on today's podcast, because we're heading up to 500, I was kind of looking back at some of the podcasts that we've done in the past and thinking about, you know, which ones do I really love and which ones are still really relevant, especially as we're about to head into, of course, our Fit Chicks Academy Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coach Certification that starts in May. So May 15th, we start our next group. So if you want more information on that, go to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash HWLC. But we're gearing up to that. And one of the things I still talk about a lot when I did a podcast on this episode number 98 was all about weight loss versus fat loss. So one of the things that a lot of people still ask me about is the idea of, you know, you guys talk about weight loss a lot and weight loss is for many people still a very triggering word. And at Fitchix Academy, we're really of the mindset that losing weight does not mean that you have to hate yourself or hate your body or hate the way you currently are. And we want to really shift the way that women and coaches are seeing weight loss as something that, you know, we don't have to have shame around. We don't have to have self-hatred around. We can actually be invested in transforming our nutrition and our mindset and our habits to change our bodies from a place of whether it be love, whether it be, you know, wanting to change, wanting to look different, whether it be wanting to change your health, whatever it is for you, it doesn't need to come from a negative place. And so a while back, I did a podcast about weight loss versus fat loss. And I think that this is still really relevant, especially when it pertains to this conversation, because there's such a misconception between that number on the scale and what is actually, you know, when we're dropping fat or we're changing the shape of our body or we are releasing extra pounds, the scale is so not one of our favorite ways to measure progress. Now, for some people, they can look at the data, they can see the fluctuations from day to day and be okay with that. But for others, it's very, very triggering, which we do have to take into consideration, right? We want this journey to be positive. So this episode, like I said, was done way back when, when we were under heading into 100 podcasts, not heading into 500 podcasts. And I wanted to share it again, because as we're heading into this journey of a lot of you thinking, hey, I might want to become a coach, or, you know, this is something that I've thought about, or I want to change my weight, and I want to do it in a way that's different. I want to do it in a way from educating myself about nutrition, about mindset, about habits, about self-love and all of that. So this is kind of a really great starting place to just, let's talk about what's the difference between weight loss 
in fat loss. And then the next step, of course, is how do we then implement that? So enjoy this podcast. I cannot wait to see you in the next bunch of them as we head into episode 500. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And today we are talking about something that I think is very important in terms of um, not myth busting, but <laughs> but getting a little bit of different perspective. And that is weight loss versus fat loss. Weight loss versus fat loss. I like it. I like it a lot because I think it is one of those deceptive sort of like little things that happen in someone's journey when it comes to like starting to get their fitness on, starting to get their nutrition on. And they think, okay, wait, what's happening? The scale's not moving. Oh my gosh. Everything I'm doing is not for nothing. And then they get frustrated and then they stop. And, and we've seen that, we've seen that cycle happen so many times. And that's really the main difference. I think that's what we're going to talk about today, which is the difference between weight loss, meaning a scale, and then fat loss, meaning your body's composition changing. Exactly. And the thing I think that we need to give ourselves a little bit of, you know, patience and kindness with is that like, we've been conditioned to talk about weight loss for the last, I think it really, dieting really became popular, like even back in like the twenties, um, you know, where it was all about having that trim, sleek physique and like, you know, and then as you look through the different decades and what was, what media was making us believe was what a woman's body should look like. It was anywhere from like an anorexic looking waif, Mm -hmm. um, which was very popular with the heroin chic time, like Kate Moss. And then it was, um, you know, going to more like Marilyn Monroe curves. And even then, like, you know, some people were saying that she needed to lean out and things like this. So, and then which then fed into the whole weight loss industry, which now is, you know, it's like a multi, multi billion dollar industry. Um, anything from shakes to diet pills to all focusing on weight loss. But what we want to talk about is again, shifting that perspective, because when you are actually trying to lose weight, it's not weight you're trying to lose. Your goal is to lose fat. And this is where I think a lot of, of women, especially we get very confused. We get very tied to the scale. So we're kind of hoping this, this conversation is going to help to shift some mindsets around that and help you let go of some of this emotional attachment that you have to, to the number on the scale. Mm-hmm. No, and I think I, I do think that people get really tied up in it because it is something that we've been so conditioned to do. And I think that being, you know, that most marketing efforts when it comes, especially in this industry, in the health and fitness industry or the weight loss industry, all focuses on, you know, like if you think about any of those shakes or any of those diet companies out there, those diet food companies or anything like that, they all focus on like, you know, lose your first 10 pounds on us and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's all just around pounds. It's all around, like, it's all around weight. And one of the things that always kind of makes me uncomfortable about this industry is the idea that women always need to be like, it's like, you need to shrink yourself. You need to make yourself smaller. Can you, how small can you get? You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's really like, why, why is that the focus? Why can't the focus be about you know, maybe you maintain the same size, but you're just stronger. But this is where, yeah. And and that's, and and it really bothers me. Like it bothers me to my core that it's all about 
women are supposed to be petite and small and like the smaller you get the more it's celebrated almost but not even the smaller but like if the numbers you lose on the scale like it's very and you and i've battled with this in terms of even our marketing messaging we never want to make women feel bad about themselves we never we don't like talking about weight loss but there's sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard to describe a program for example we have a program called the holistic nutrition weight loss expert but the thing is weight loss is a byproduct of getting a body in balance and really you know what i mean like so for us we've struggled with how do we utilize like how do we even say these words because we don't want to feed into that machine but at the same time we're trying to explain what this is and make it accessible to to where we're kind of at right now in society so it's kind of like this weird feeling too for us right so that's why i think with having a platform like our podcast it's good because we can help to kind of explain as well what is the difference between this and start to try to like change people's perspective because you know how i love taking the power back from words i hate how all these words out there make us feel certain things and they're just words yeah um so okay so let's talk about that then like what so first of all let's talk about weight loss what is weight loss and what is fat loss so when you get onto a scale your body weight and that number on that scale. And this is something I remember saying this to a client and she was like, I literally just had a total aha moment. Like what the hell have I been thinking? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it was hard for me too. But when you break it down to what's actually happening, you get on the scale and you stand on that scale of probably first thing in the morning with no clothes on and hoping that number is going to be low, lower than it was the day before. And you look down and that number is reflective of your body weight. So when we're saying your body weight, that means all of your fat mass, but all of your fat free mass. So that means it's your body fat, but plus your fat free mass, which includes all your muscle, all your bones, the water, how much poo you have in your body, how much pee you're holding on to, your blood, uh, your blood, exactly, <laughs> your, your lymph, your <laughs> organs. You know, so right away, if you're somebody who already is your you head. Know, if you've got a big head. <laughs> like if you're somebody who already is bigger boned or have bigger organs or have, you know, more, um, more muscle mass or less muscle mass or whatever it is, that's all included there. So when you get on that scale and let's say it says 200 pounds. And again, we're not giving any emotional attachment to that number saying it's big or small, but just mm-hmm. say you get on it says 200 pounds. Well, that 200 pounds, you're sitting here thinking, oh my God, like I need to drop that. And then the next day you get on, let's say it says 198 and you feel so amazing. But would you feel amazing if you're dropping two pounds of muscle mass or two pounds of bone density? Right. No. Right. And that's the thing where that's not showing you what you're losing in. We want to lose fat. The purpose is to drop the fat mass, not the weight mass, because that includes your fat free mass. And if you start th- focusing on just the weight, you are potentially reducing so much to do with your health. And as women, as we get older, naturally our bone density starts to decrease and we, wa- we need to make sure that we're doing exercise and keeping our bones strong. Our muscle mass, unless we're working it, naturally decreases. And as we talk about a lot in this podcast, that's what revs your metabolism and makes you burn more calories in the long term. So we don't want to lose that stuff. No, if anything, we want to increase those things. And on top of that, one of the things that you'll often see if you start doing like one of those new fad diets or anything like that, or if you're doing a huge shift in terms of your lifestyle, you might start seeing that the scale starts dropping really quickly. 
but oftentimes that's just water rate that you're losing. So especially if you're eating lower carb because exactly. carbs need four grams of water per gram of glycogen. So as soon as you reduce the amount of carbohydrates, you're automatically reducing the amount of water that you're holding into your body. Exactly. So then are you really like, you're not getting a real whole picture as to what is really happening with your body if you're using just the scale as your measurable. Exactly. So that's kind of the first thing we want you guys listening is a, try to shift your mentality and, and take that in for a moment. Like that number is a mix of my fat mass and all of the fat free mass. So if you are carrying a ton of muscle already and you, that number could be high, but your fat mass is lower, but your fat free mass is higher. You know what I mean? Do you really want that number to go down and drop all your muscle? No. No, most times than not, you want it to actually go up on the scale. <laughs> yeah. So it's like just knowing that, first of all, that emotional attachment, so taking that away. And also knowing that, so this is why, like, get rid of the scale. The best thing to do, of course, is if you can't afford to do something, like, they do have different testing. And it is very hard to actually test your fat, your, like, lean body fat percentage. They give you all these different calculators online, but it's very, very challenging to actually be able to test how much of your body is fat. Yeah, of course. So there are some different things. Like, there's the Tanita brand scale, which you can step on, and that, like, puts a, an electrical current through you, and it gives you at a reading. But again, they're not set in stone, but it'll give you some sort of a measurable. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know though. I mean, for me personally, I find that those, and they, and they might be great. I just find like, they're probably not as accurate as they might present themselves to be. And no, so like, kind of like, it's giving you like a, a bit of an, a bit more of an overview than a regular scale would for sure. But how accurate is it? I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, Tanita is like one of the lowest costs. It's okay. Some people use like um, an electric current. I know at the naturopath clinic that I work at, they do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people use, there's one called the DEXA, which is like an x-ray type or the body pod where you actually go into water because fat um, obviously will um, float in water. Mm -hmm. So there's a way they do a reading with that, but most people don't have access to that. So I always think the best thing to do is just do measurements and do progress pictures. Yeah. Um, because that way, you know, you have access to that easily at home. You can start to see the changes in your body. And I know for myself, like I have been a size two at a hundred and like almost 50 pounds. And I've been a size 10 at 150 pounds just because the differences between me with the amount of muscle mass I've had on my body. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like once you kind of have gone through it, you can start to buy into this concept, but until you've actually seen it happen, you're kind of like, what, how does, how does that, you know what I mean? Like, I still want that number. I want to be 130 pounds, but like if you're 130 pounds of, and you're still 40% body fat, but the rest of you is just like no muscle and weak bones, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, it's, it's that whole idea of like the skinny fat. Like it's like, you can, you can definitely keep, you know, restricting your diet and doing tons of cardio movements and things like that and reducing your mass index so that your weight on the scale goes down. But really, are you benefiting from that from a health perspective? Probably not. And also your body, like when you actually have muscle tone, your body looks like you're going to look more well, you have more shapely. Yeah. You have more tone. Like when you always hear one of the most common words in terms of like that comes out of clients mouths is I want to be toned, right? Yeah. Like how many of you listening right now have like said that or thought that or been like, I want a toned body. Like that's sort of the word that we all use, but it's like, you get that from strength training. 
from defining your muscles. And we're not talking about bulking up. We're just talking about leaning out and building more lean muscle mass onto your body so that you have more shape. You have more definition. You have that tone that you're all looking for. You get that through strength training, not through tons and tons of cardiovascular and calorie restricted diets. Well, and that is kind of like our point number two. So number one is like to ditch, understand the difference between weight loss and fat loss, ditch the scale and start to use, you know, the, um, the progress pictures and the measurements. And then Mm -hmm. secondly, you know, if to shift from weight loss to fat loss, you're going to lose more fat doing strength training to make sure you have that muscle burning fat on your, um, your, that fat burning muscle, muscle burning fat, fat burning muscle on your body that's going to help you burn more calories when you're doing anything. And then adding in that HIIT training to help, you know, boost again your metabolism a little bit further. So that's mm-hmm. the second strategy to fat loss versus weight loss because you're going to preserve and keep the things you need to keep in your fat free mass and blast the fat that you want to get rid of. Blast that fat. Blast yes. that fat. And then number three, of course, is you have to focus on nutrition. So when people usually do weight loss versus well, fat loss. <laughs> sorry to just sorry to disappoint anyone listening. <laughs> but this is like for me, and it blows my mind actually, because maybe because I'm a nutritionist, but it's also like, why don't you want to feed your body with good stuff that makes you feel good and that also tastes good? Like, yeah. you know, healthy food doesn't have to taste bad. And it's like, so people are like, oh, but does that mean I have to give it my Doritos? But it's like, why do you want to eat Doritos? Like, yeah, they taste good only for like, if you ate five bags of them, then you'd be sick of them. Like, mm-hmm. and there's also like one of those things where it's like, it's not serving you other than a momentary, like, addictive response you're getting a high from so i don't know i just always think the majority of stuff like why wouldn't you want to feed your body with stuff that makes you feel good um and 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 that it does taste good i think that one of the biggest things that's been happening and this is like a little tangent i'm gonna go on for a second but one of the biggest things that's been happening in terms of nutrition over the last like i would say five years or so has been that there has been so much more of a focus on eating healthier foods or clean eating as everybody calls it. I don't like using those words, but like healthier food options and focusing more on real food that because of that focus, there are now so many more options and so many more recipes on like basically how to like, you know, if you want to make, if you're like weaknesses, brownies, you can make a healthy, like gluten-free, sugar-free, oil-free option and they'll still taste great, but you can add beans to them and you can add whole foods. And so you, there is so many more ways now to shift. Whereas like maybe 10 years ago, stuff like that wasn't necessarily as readily available, right? Like I, I remember like everything kind of used to just taste like a little bit more like cardboard and things like that. Or like they had a lot of like, remember when I used to buy like all that low carb, weird fake food at like the health food stores and stuff. And like everything just tasted strange and like, well, I just find whenever I go to like nutrition and stuff, so many times everyone's like, Oh, this is a delicious cashew cheesecake i'm like it's not it's cashews it's not a cashew <laughs> cheesecake like like don't say it's it's something that's not like or everything tastes like dates if you ever notice everything when you're like <laughs> if you're trying to eat a healthy protein bar everything's made tastes like dates to me yeah i like dates though so i don't mind but but i think that my, my point is though is that if you are someone who if you have that one thing that's like this is like, I really need to have this in order to just like get through my week or whatever. Either A, just give yourself that treat once a week so that you just give into it so that you get rid of that craving and you kind of like allow yourself to kind of have that or 
look for the healthy variation of it that makes sense for you. Like for me, I like love making these muffins that I, if I'm having like a chocolate craving, I have these banana zucchini muffins that I make, but they're gluten-free, sugar-free and oil-free. I just, I, I, they're great. They taste amazing. Like they actually taste so good. And they're just made with like oats and zucchini and banana. Like they're nothing, there's nothing bad in them. And so I put them in the freezer and I have them as an option. I'm just saying that there are options now versus 10 years ago when there really wasn't that many options other than like the crazy modified things that you would find at health food stores. Completely. I do have a little bit of like a, like a, well, what's not the, I'm not like being a mean nutritionist, but I do believe though, it's not good to recreate a lot of your weaknesses because I think that a lot of people end up eating more of them. And uh-huh. because as soon as we get the idea in our minds, again, the power of words that something is healthier than something else is yeah. when we eat more. And actually there's a book, um, I love the whole 30. Yeah. And there's a book called It Starts With Food that's written by Melissa Hartwig and Dallas Hartwig who wrote The Whole 30. And mm-hmm. they're talking about in that too, in The Whole 30, you can't recreate any of your foods, even if you're using foods because it's taking away that mental attachment to the idea of, yeah, because even like, well, you know how it is. It's like you make this homemade brownies that you probably might've only eaten one of a brownie if you would have bought it and you make your own, but you're like, but it's only made with applesauce and beets and whatever. And then you eat like the whole thing. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of like this weird, it, everything's like a weird mental game. But, so maybe don't, so don't make, don't make trigger foods, make foods that you just like, like those muffins are not like my trigger food. It's more of just like a food that I'm like, oh, it's a really good option to have. If I want chocolate, instead of having chocolate, I'll just have one of those. And I'm like, oh, it's sweet, but it's, you know. Exactly. So it's, but it's not something where I'm like, I need to eat this whole dozen right now because they're that delicious. They're like delicious, but they're not that good. But yeah, like I... um, That's interesting. It's an interesting concept though. Well, yeah. And it's, I mean, we do a lot, like I read a lot of science and I read like a lot of like stuff that probably people think is so boring, but I'm like, find it so fascinating, like lots of different studies and lots of different, you know, because there's studies for things or studies against so many things, but like just how much our mind is so tied into our patterns and how so many of our, our like by changing patterns and by making foods like non not non-negotiables like not but if you have foods that are your trigger foods or whatever don't keep trying to recreate them and make them taste like taste different because they still have the trigger for you you know what i mean right. like because a lot of times there's an emotional attachment to it but when right. we're talking about weight loss to fat loss the thing is when it comes to your nutrition when you're focusing on weight loss again which is like i want to drop the number on the scale we t- we talk a lot about cutting calories And that's usually the only thing that people focus on when they are like, I want to lose weight. They're like, well, I'm going to eat less and move more, but they don't, but when you're eating for fat loss, yes, you, you do have to cut your calories somewhat because you do have to be in a caloric deficit. However, the quality of your food is so important for fat loss and your macronutrient breakdown. So how much of the proteins, fibers, and fats you're eating? Because if you're eating all carbs and if you're just eating less calories, but all of your macronutrient balance is carbohydrates, you're going to have hormonal issues, which are going to cause you to to either hold on to fat or gain weight. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know what I mean? Like it's again, shifting that mentality of not just like, and this is why things like Weight Watchers don't work for the long term for most people. Jenny Craig, Nutrislim, all these ones that are meal they calculate out just your calories and they're not fully focusing on 
real whole foods. And I mean, I know Weight Watchers, they've been changing over the years, trying to get to more of that approach with their point system. But this is why most people, they don't, because yes, you're eating less calories and having a brownie with portion control, but you're still starving. And eventually you'll end up eating that back. Mm -hmm. So weight loss versus fat loss, we have to think about when you're eating to lose fat, you want to think about, yes, cutting your calories, but really, really looking at your fridge, looking at, do I have nutritionally dense foods in my fridge? Do I have a mix of healthy fats, healthy lean proteins and good sources of like low glycemic fiber? That's what you want to be looking for as opposed to just thinking I'm getting hundred calorie packs. So I'm eating less calories than I'm burning. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I think, I think that's a really key point because there's so much focus on just like, okay, well, I need to just lower my calorie intake. And there's so many bad diets out there that just basically say exactly that. Like it's you, anybody can lose weight. Anybody can make the scale shift if you're literally just restricting how much food you're putting into your body, but it is not a healthy approach. And it's definitely not going to help you with developing lean muscle mass in order to basically become that fat burning furnace. Well, one of the things I always think about, and then we'll just wrap this up. But one of the things I always think about too, is like, you know, when you get really sick, like you have the flu or you have like tonsillitis or something that like totally puts you on your ass for like two weeks. Like you can't hold anything down. You also can't do any exercise. Like you're just out of commission. And then you get on the scale and you're like, Oh my God, I lost like 15 pounds in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange that I don't remember ever being really that sick, like only once. And it was because I had an allergic reaction to a medication. Uh, I just remember I had mono once and that was like, I couldn't even, I just slept. I couldn't even do anything. I don't remember. I don't remember ever being sick. To, like even when I have like a cold, I never don't have an appetite. And that's weird to me, I guess. But like when people are like, oh, I don't feel good. No, I don't want to eat. I'm like, I still eat the same, exactly the same. If anything, I might even eat more when I'm not feeling good. Yeah, I, I, I just eat, I focus a lot on vegetables and fruits when, during those times. But yeah, like it's, it's just know, interesting. Yeah. So when like people like, but when you're out of commission, like, I've never lost weight on my sick leave. <laughs> but yeah, like when you get on the scale and you're like, oh my God, I lost 15 pounds. And then it's like now with this new, with this podcast information, you'll be thinking now, oh my gosh, I probably just lost five pounds of water, five pounds of muscle. Well, not that much, but because you haven't been able to be active, you haven't been able, and then probably if you aren't eating, you have bur- you ha- you definitely have gone into your fat stores to release some of your fat for energy because we have over fifty thousand calories of stored fat, and that's another thing when people are like, but I need to eat every three hours. No, we don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> you got lots of stores. You're not going to starve. You got lots of stuff that you can tap into for energy, but. Um, but yeah, like it's, that's the way that it's like, and that's why usually after being sick like that, you'll gain it back so quickly. Cause as soon as you start eating normally, you've got the water weight back on. Also your metabolism will have adjusted, you know, to yeah. slow down to the lack of food. And if you suddenly just bombard it. Um, and then of course you haven't been, you just haven't been exercising. So, yeah. so it's one of those things that it's like, just try to shift weight loss. I always think about like a lot of times weight loss is a sign of a lot of health issues too. So if you're losing weight for no reason, people are concerned, but if we're forcing ourselves to lose weight, it's like a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. like weight loss is a sign of cancer of lots of different, um, of health issues, you know, diabetes are out of control. And then 
but we we want to just lose get that number to go down on the scale for our own emotional thing so try to shift the mindset weight loss to fat loss think about what we were talking about today so again on the scale changing your measurables to being progress pictures and measurements because weight versus fat that weight encompasses all your fat and fat free mass Secondly, we talked about strength and cardio. So you want to be strength training. You want to be doing hit cardio, not long terms of cardio to, you know, which is going to burn through your muscle because again, that muscle is going to keep you for fat loss, not for weight loss. So what you are dropping is going to be fat versus, um, you know, muscle mass. And then lastly, your nutrition. So when you're thinking weight loss brain, you are just thinking about eating less. But when you're thinking fat loss brain, you're thinking, yes, eating less. But the main thing is focusing on the quality and your balance of your macronutrients. So getting all three protein, fiber, and fat. And when we say fiber, we mean carbohydrates, but we say fiber. So then you focus more on the fibrous carbs. (laughs) We try to trick you. Okay. Well, Uh, amazing. We're going to wrap it up. Amanda, how can people find more information? Um, well, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have suggestions for future podcasts, check us out or email us info at fitchicks.ca. Also, if you love this podcast or if you love any of our podcasts, we would appreciate and love so much if you can leave a review or a comment below on our iTunes. And then, of course, if you are interested in learning more about upcoming programs that we have going on with our fitness and nutrition expert certification or our holistic nutrition weight loss experts um you can check us out at fitchicksacademy.com and then of course oh yeah social media so fitchicks academy um so on facebook it is what is it fitchicks academy Academy programs yes i always want to say some like with a backslash but no it's fitchicks academy programs on uh, facebook join us we have amazing conversations there share a lot of content and we also do a facebook live every week so whatever we're talking about on the podcast you get to actually see me and amanda talking about stuff if you would like to join with that if you (laughs) haven't got your fill yet but we also do a lot of facebook lives and we also share a lot of really great information on there so definitely Mm -hmm. check out okay chicks so with that have an amazing week and we will talk to you or well i guess we'll quote unquote see you (laughs) next week which is going to be episode 100 yeah okay we'll talk to you later bye bye thanks for listening to the fit chicks chat podcast want more healthy love visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources free workouts recipes tips and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out